the School of Communication and Media at Montclair State University. This is the Communication and Media Research Collaboratory, also known as the CMRC. The CMRC explores research and teaching techniques across the field of communication. I'm your host, Dr. Vanessa Greenwood, bringing you the results of faculty and students working together to solve complex problems and drive our culture forward. Celebrities have always been more familiar to us and played a bigger part in our daily lives than most people. However, we also live at a moment when much of the developed world has access to the same technology and media platforms that enabled Donald Trump to be elected president of the United States. This podcast dives into this particular historical moment and the forms of publicity that create and nurture fame and celebrity in increasingly digitized environments. Joining us today is Dr. Hugh Kernut, Associate Professor in the School of Communication and Media. Dr. Kernut's research is broadly concerned with evolving communication technologies and the shifting intersection of media producers and consumers. His current project examines the impact of mobile technologies and self-authored media content on contemporary celebrity and the political economy of digital labor. Welcome, Dr. Kernut. Thank you for having me. So this semester, you're teaching a special topics elective course titled Celebrity and Digital Culture. Can you tell me how you're defining the term celebrity in this course? Um, So it's being defined a number of different ways because there are different ways of kind of approaching celebrity. But I would say that uh, a common factor in the way we're trying to think about celebrity has to do with public consciousness and um, the extent to which a person sort of exists in public consciousness, and in particular, the way in which certain people's private lives, um, their personal lives, become of more interest to the public than their public lives. So in the context of someone who maybe is an actor, uh, the things that they do when they're not on stage all of a sudden uh, start to uh, exist in public consciousness. People are thinking about it, interested in it, and so it kind of takes on its own its own thing, um, separated from their occupation. So to give you an example, uh, why we might like to see Brad Pitt getting a parking ticket more than seeing a Brad Pitt movie. Okay. All right. But what about, so what about um, the, the YouTubers that my 10-year-old, these DIY videos that they do, would those, those be considered celebrities in the context of how you're defining it in your class? Yeah, I think it would depend on the the performer and uh, the amount of interest, uh, I would say that there's there's sort of like a, a barrier that gets crossed. So um, one person could have a YouTube uh, channel and have a few followers, maybe they're friends. Another person can have a YouTube sort of presence that's connected to a brand, that's connected to... Um, a very large following, as well as other social media platforms. So, um, so I think it depends. Okay, and so digital culture. Then, are you primarily defining that as social media? No, not necessarily. I'm. I'm. We're trying to think about it in a very broad context. I would define it as sort of the social, economic, and institutional practices that have grown up around um, digital technology and the way that digital technology has evolved. So it could it could 
it can exist outside of things like social media or quote unquote new media. I don't like that phrase because um, all media at one point or another was new. Uh, but so it it can it can evolve into the actual very traditional industries and platforms that uh, have been around for quite a while. And so in that context, it might uh, find itself uh, in the way that the, sort of the culture industry, Hollywood, for example, uh, uses digital culture as a way to promote celebrity in a way that they've promoted celebrity for a long time using, let's say, the paparazzi. Okay. So um, we're not talking about PR necessarily, the, the PR machine that promotes and feeds celebrity identity. Are you talking about this sort of the self-made um, digital culture uh, is it all part of the same mechanism? I, I think. I think yes. I think it is all part of the same mechanism, uh, but at the same time, it's changing that mechanism, right? So uh, where a celebrity would traditionally have to uh, maintain a kind of public mm-hmm. presence uh, through a number of different mechanisms, whether it's something like a publicist, whether it's something uh, that is connected to promoting a film, these sorts of things. And oftentimes a lot of that would have to include aspects of their private lives, um, right? Because a key thing about celebrity uh, is that it really is this, um, this way of being in the public in a very private way, right? And so, uh, so, so, so the the culture industry has always used that interest in celebrity to move their products, to sell tickets, sell albums, sell whatever merchandise they have. Um, now, with social media, for example, uh, celebrities are given a different platform to do those sorts of things. And it's a platform, which is interesting for me, that is shared among a lot of people, right? So whereas um, in the past, the technologies and platforms that were used to promote celebrity were pretty much located in certain industries, now uh, the the same Instagram uh, software platform that I have on my iPhone is being used by a celebrity in a similar sort of way to promote, uh, let's say, a brand, a film, an album, uh, showing me what they ate for breakfast. So it's just so the minutia of their lives that we want, and we do it in plat. We don't. We don't. Is it that we don't know we're consuming the this minutia of their lives, um, even though it might be carefully manufactured? I mean, I'm thinking about when my my mother used to say she learned something about Elizabeth Taylor, and I heard it on the news. I think it was the news, and it turns out no, it was the National Enquirer. It was the the tabloid cover when she was standing in line at the supermarket. So this information sort of bled together in her brain where um, she she thought it was celebrity news. So we have different – it sounds like we have – it's sort of everything old is new again, that we have these Instagram uh, feed, news feeds that could function in the same way as standing in line looking at the National Enquirer. So so what I'm, what I'm hearing you say when, when you're talking about this – one of the things, a distinction I think you're making is between the National Enquirer and, um, let's say, uh, legitimate news um, that you would 
what? encounter, right? <laughs> so, um, so, so what 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 that gets at then? I think to some, to some extent is an issue of authenticity, right? So, um, what uh, the inquirer and tabloids attempt to do is to uh, reveal interesting, salacious aspects of celebrities' uh, private lives. And um, one of the, the questions then becomes, like, to what extent is this real or isn't it real? And what um, social media does, or in a lot of the ways that we embrace and, and, and interact with digital culture, is through a kind of self-surveillance. And celebrities participate in this in the same way that we do. So, um, so in these moments, what celebrities are doing, in the way that we do it, is they're creating uh, digital records of their lives, right? And they do it throughout the day, just like anyone else does, where we're basically using things like phones, Instagram, uh, Snapchat, Twitter, to document this minutia, this daily minutia. Uh, but in the context of celebrities, this minutia is inherently more valuable, right? It can be monetized. And because the celebrity themselves are purportedly documenting it, it also means it's far more authentic than the, the kinds of celebrity news that your mother was encountering, uh, you know, waiting at the checkout aisle. Well, so I'm thinking of the Kardashians, right? They've built an empire on this kind of self, self-made selfies, Right. Um, but shouldn't we be cautious about assuming authenticity? I, I think if they're commodifying it. Right. Yeah. For their. Well, so, so what, what they're commodifying is, is their celebrity. Right. And because celebrity by its very nature is a kind of interest in the private lives of public figures, uh, that privacy is coded with um, a kind of authenticity. Right. So like that's the thing is what does the star, what does this person who I think about maybe more than I think about the people who I engage with on a regular basis, what what is their life really like? And so so part of that is is then a constant kind of prodding and looking for authenticity. So maybe the Kardashians are a bad example of this concept because weren't wasn't their celebrity driven by their daily documenting their daily lives? Right, keeping up with the Kardashians. So, in other words, take a different example. We were talking the other day about Jennifer Lawrence, right? She's been in films. She's a film star, right? And and yet people want to see this film star, what she does in real life. Sort of like, it seems like the Kardashians are a flip of that, right? They're Yeah, so now we're talking about different types of celebrity, right? I mean, um, so you, you have like a, a different taxonomy for, for, for celebrities. So some celebrities are celebrities because they're born into celebrity. They're royalty, right? So we want to see what they look like getting married, for example. Uh, some celebrities are, um, their celebrity is derived from something that they uh, can do very well. Let's say you're um, an athlete, right? Uh, other types of celebrity are derived from being in the public in, let's say, uh, films, television, uh, and other types of celebrity, and especially uh, in, the, in sort of with the rise of reality TV at the turn of the century, um, is, is far more focused on just kind of a celebrity of the self. So I would put the Kardashians in that context. Uh, and, that, so I would, and I would argue that that is a different type of celebrity. Um, it, it, it follows a lot of the same rules, but it is inherently different than, let's say, um, Jennifer Lawrence who we might put into the category of, you know, a film star. Mm -hmm. 
So what inspired you to teach this this class? And I and I guess the second part to that question is why at this particular historical moment? Um, I'm I wanted to teach it because it's something that I'm interested in. It's something that um, my work uh, is is about, and so I like to share that with students. And um, uh, so I was given the opportunity to teach it, and so that's kind of why I'm teaching it. I think it's I think it's very relevant. And how? How are students receiving? I mean, do you find that your desires for teaching this class match what students expect or what they want? Do you find them kind of lingering in these concepts of celebrity or do they? I think they're interested in it. I think we have good discussions. Um, uh, and because the course has just started, I haven't, you know, I haven't really had a chance to look at a lot of their work yet. But I would say that, um, yeah, the students seem quite interested. Okay. And so I have students that, that work in the, the CMRC, um, the collaboratory, and they're doing investigative research, and they're interested in this version of different versions of celebrity and how that plays out, particularly in the fashion world or um, street. I have one student uh, group who's doing streetwear, looking at streetwear and fashion and how celebrity kind of drives that. What would you, what advice would you give them in terms of going into this domain of studying celebrity? In other words, what's are there any pitfalls that you've found? Um, I would say that <clears throat> the pitfall, if there's a, a pitfall, is one that comes whenever you're studying something that's, that, that is very much in the moment and contemporary. And if you're studying something like this and you're very involved with it, you just have to be conscious of the sorts of assumptions you make about what you're studying. And something I encourage all my students to do is to take the environments that they're interested in studying, right, and in this context like celebrity or, or some sort of mediation of celebrity, and, and try to make it uh, anthropologically strange. You know, try to, try to make it uh, something that, that, that um, is different and look at it in a way that, that where you're not positioned as somebody who kind of already knows what's going on because you're so used to it and you're already so immersed in it. Is there anything you intentionally avoid when you teach this class? Um, this is the first time I'm teaching it, so I will know what to avoid when I'm done teaching it. <laughs> okay. Uh, once again, this is uh, Dr. Hugh Kernut. He's an associate professor in the School of Communication and Media here at Montclair State University. He currently teaches courses in communication theory, video game studies, and celebrity and digital culture. I'm your host, Dr. Vanessa Greenwood. You can find out more about the Communication and Media Research Collaboratory at cmrcollaboratory.org and on Twitter at cmrcollaborate. You have been listening to the CMRC podcast here on WMSC. Mm-hmm.